0: Hey, this is Tim McKernan, and I am here with Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling, and I have been a longtime Design Air client. What separates you guys from everybody else?
1: It's becoming more common for companies to just get their foot in the door. They try to come up with different ways to upsell. They try to see how much they can make off of a customer as opposed to, hey, we're in there to do a service. We're going to do it well. We're going to do it for a fair price.
0: I don't know how many emails I have received from our listeners who experienced the incredible customer service Design Air Heating and Cooling provides. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling, online at designairservice.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad.
2: After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm, Brown & Crouppen, sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown and Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call.
3: 222-2222. Tim, Doug, Dickie, Plowsy,
1: Action Jackson. The Ryan Kelly Morning After. 105.7 HD2. We
0: played this on Saturday, and the place was up for It's a pro Field, Doug. I mean, you'd run through a brick
2: wall after you hear this, wouldn't you? I heard it was deafening.
0: Remix. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, number one, you see the Some People Like Things and Some People Like Other Things t-shirt I am wearing. We see the Plowhawks TMA uh, hoodie. Mm -hmm. All available for you at TMASTLshop.com. 10% off when you check out automatically. TMASTLshop.com. Get the new wares that are available. And you also notice that James Carlton has replaced Jackson, who is in for the vacationing Ken Strode. He's back tomorrow. And the Colonel is going to join us, presented by James Carlton, who's in the Micheloba Ultra Studios here on the
1: Ryan Kelly morning after. Hello, James. Good morning. Good morning. I hope it's going to be a good morning on, on Sunday morning because uh, right now all signs are pointing to oh. this this could be a little lopsided, just like last oh, year. Oh, you don't say lopsided when I'm around. It's <laughs> that's did you go to the game Saturday? I did. Yeah, where'd you sit? I actually sat on the hill because I brought my You kids. sit on the rocks. Oh. Yeah, just when I bring the kids because they need they need room to do their thing, and I want to be able to watch a little bit and watch Mavis. And <laughs> you want to watch Mavis. All right, let's bring the Colonel on. Mm. Colonel's had a big 48 hours. Actually, 72 hours,
0: because he got to hang out with John Daly on Friday. Oh, really? Yeah, how was that, Colonel?
3: Hangout out would, would probably be a stretch. Uh, <laughs> he was convinced to stop for about four seconds to take a picture. Ah. That counts. So that was really about the limit,
0: yeah. Uh, he uh, got to the 10th hole on Saturday and decided that'll do it, and withdrew from the tournament and oh, headed on gift? out. Uh, Why? was he not I don't playing know. Well? I was uh, hanging out uh, at the range, and I heard one, of, I think it was Scott Planko. To his caddy, he goes, hey, you hear uh, Daly just took off on the 10th tee and left, and nobody knew what happened. (laughs) Why does that not surprise (laughs) me? (laughs) Uh, I think think he was going down to the Middle Tennessee State game. I think that's what he was Mm -hmm. doing. Uh, Colonel, uh, I'll I'll just open it up as wide as possible for you to gape me. Uh, Your thoughts on... Well, it's a sponsored segment. Your thoughts... Overall, now that you had 48 hours, you wrote the column on the lack of aggression. I've, I've read your 10 thoughts on a Monday morning, one of my favorite reads. Uh, where are you now as we are five days away from K-State and two days removed from uh, the, uh, the surprising setup of the win against Middle Tennessee State?
3: Yeah, they're 2-0, and uh, they've had nice weather for both games. Oh, so that's a positive. Sure is. Um, defense, I think has been, you know, close to to what we expected, pretty good. Offense, unfortunately, just looks like it did last year. Um, Not a lot to get excited about. I I, I don't think anybody expects Missouri to be Alabama, even this version of Alabama, which might not be quite vintage Alabama, but, you know, that team beat Middle Tennessee 56-7, and Missouri was really kind of fortunate to win. Uh, twenty three, nineteen. I mean, there was a drop to pick six in yeah. there. There was, uh, you know, it was it was nerve wracking down the stretch, and uh, it just didn't do a whole lot to inspire confidence. And you know, a lot of times, hey, the, the media, the fans are, are guilty of overreacting, and and maybe hey, we don't know everything that goes into this, and you don't appreciate how hard it is to win a game, and you don't give the other guy enough credit based on. The jersey he's wearing, um, I didn't really get that sense for
1: Eli Drinkwitz. I kind of felt like he felt like the rest of us do. And to, and to that point, Gabe, you know, I think the, the lowest point of last season had to be following the Auburn loss. And this is a win, but I, I feel like it, it, it feels just reading your your board on uh, on the Tiger layer that it's certainly everybody's down on this team and understandably so. Do you remember w- was there a post game presser after the Auburn game last year? Did you see similar vibes from from Coach Drinkwitz? Because because like he wrote about this morning, he he seemed defeated and he seemed lost and looking for answers, and that concerns me. But they bounced back from Auburn last year and hosted Georgia and played their best game of the year. So uh, give me some optimism.
3: Well, after Auburn, I think it was more mad. Um, he he was, was frustrated and kind of angry because they lost the game just doing a couple things that, that they shouldn't have done. You know, you you can easily make the argument after that game, hey, that's a fluke, and, and those types of things don't happen very much. He just seemed like a guy that thought he was going to have a better team than he has right now, uh, to be quite honest. You know, I mean, he, he used the word debacle to describe their short yardage struggles. He said look, we're not just going to keep doing the same thing on the offensive line and giving up four sacks and and not being able to get this done. So we're not just going to keep trotting out the same guys. Uh, you know, he said at one point, he said, we're going to hear it all week this week, and that's probably okay. Uh, so, and just, like, you don't want to read too much into it. I see Eli for like 45 minutes a week. I don't know him. I, I, I you, you never know when you're catching guys at the wrong time. I, re, I remember after Barry Odom's first game, which was that loss to Georgia on the, the fourth and goal from the 20 or whatever it was. I mean, his postgame press conference, it was like he was the most wrung out guy you'd ever seen. And I remember walking out of there and go, if this is how he takes every loss, like he can't make it, man. Mm. He can't. Like you just can't take every one this hard, you know. You you'll end up like Dick Vermeil did um, for a while there, and, and I, I think probably Barry adjusted a little bit. And, and, and Eli wasn't like that on on Saturday night. It was just kind of, yeah, we got to get this figured out. You know, I, I mean, there's the 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 easy ones are over, and they won them, and they do deserve a modicum of credit for that. That that one of them didn't turn into a loss, but you didn't see anything that the really inspired
0: you. Uh, Gabe DiArman brought to you by James Carlton. James is in studio here on the Ryan Kelly Morning After. Colonel with us every Monday on TMA, every Friday on Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. Let's let's focus on two specific parts of the offense, the offensive line, and the guy who gets uh, most of the attention, uh, whether that be right or wrong, and that is Brady Cook and your analysis of their performances and what you think will potentially change uh, I, I gather you're not going to see a change in quarterback this weekend unless there's an injury, but uh, what could potentially change on the offensive line?
3: Well, I, I think the offensive line, I mean, they've only played six guys, and one of them's only played 15 snaps. They basically had the same five guys out there for for the entire time. Cameron Johnson was brought in from Houston to win the center. job. Yeah, he just was. I mean, that's what they said. Hey, they needed a center. They brought him in. He had never been a center, but that's where they wanted him. It didn't work. Connor Collison beat him. Now, did he beat him because Connor Collison, you know, made this huge leap and got really good or because Cameron Johnson couldn't handle it? Who knows? Either way, he moved over to guard. Um, He has struggled. Uh, The safety that Brady Cook took, I mean, that was – Cameron Johnson was on the ground on that play. Uh, You know, so the, the transfer evaluations you worry about a little bit. Marcellus Johnson, the other transfer who was brought in, you know, with I think the idea of playing him at right tackle and then playing Armand Mimbo at guard. Well, Johnson's played 15 snaps. He's got two penalties. Um, and Mimbo's out at tackle. And, you know, there's been an adjustment period there. So I don't know what the moves are exactly, who they feel like, hey, maybe we can try this guy. I mean, drinkwoods told us early in camp, I feel like I have eight or nine guys that can start. Well, we've seen. Five of them, you know, and that's kind of. I wrote about that this morning. Like that's a trend here. We hear, hey, this guy's great. He's doing really well. He might even play a game one week. He's going to start, and then you just never hear from him again. And and I started bringing this up a year and a half ago, and fans didn't want to hear it. But I said, if his recruiting classes are as good as he as as rival says they are, as on three says they are, as he says they are, then why are they taking twelve transfers every year? Why are they out here getting? All these guys to plug and play, and not giving these guys a shot. So either everyone, including the coaching staff, has misevaluated them, or Eli simply won't play young guys. And and I think it's probably a combination of the two. Uh, so I don't know exactly what the changes will be at line, but but you hope there are some. You hope you don't see the same five trotted out there and just hey yeah we open it up in practice and these are still the best five. But the quarterback one is the interesting one to me because he said last week he was going to play Sam Horn, and he didn't. And, you know, I said going into the game, it's going to be really interesting. Like, if you get up a couple scores and Brady's playing well, you don't really want to break his rhythm and put Sam in. Flip side, what if you're in a tight game? Does he trust Sam Horn in a tight game? Well, the answer to that is quite obviously no. And, and can, you,
2: can you trust a kicker, too, in a tight game now? That's another issue.
3: Well, yeah, that's an issue. Uh, they, they said it was the, the protection. I guess that ball was tipped. I, I certainly couldn't see it. I guess the extra point was tipped. And, and, and that's a problem, no no question. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know what you do. If you're if you're down three points with eight minutes left and you, you've got fourth and two on the 24-yard line, I, I, do you trust kicking? Well, what Eli has shown us over and over is he doesn't trust going for a fourth and two, so I assume he'll kick because he doesn't really go for fourth down very often. I uh, haven't this year, one of very few teams that hasn't attempted one, um, despite being in some situations he could, but so I I'm interested to see what happens this week at quarterback. If I, I mean, again, perfect world, Brady comes out and plays really well and, and, and no worries and, and all that. But what if that doesn't happen? What if you're str- What if he's struggling? What if you're down, you know, do you say, Hey, we've got to give Sam a look? Um, Cause if you don't do it, Then I I don't know when you're doing it. I I think it'll be interesting to see. And, you know, Brady, he's been all right. Um, I don't think he's been bad, um, but I don't think he's necessarily... I mean, how much different does that game look if on the fourth or fifth play from scrimmage, when Luther Burden has a step or a step and a half, Brady just throws the ball six yards farther, and it's a touchdown. Um, You know, I mean, that ball was underthrown. It turned a what shouldn't have been a contested catch into a contested catch, and, and Luther couldn't come down with it. Then the next series, Luther was even more open. He was going a little more across the field. Now, there was pressure on Brady on that play. I don't know whether he got hit before he threw the ball or not, but there was pressure, but I, that's a pass that like, you need to make. And, and those are huge, game-changing plays, and how, how much different does that game look if Missouri makes even one of them?
0: Gabe Yarman with us, brought to you by James Carlton. Every Monday here on TMA, every Friday on 101 ESPN with me on Balloon Party. Uh, this gentleman says, guys, their recruiting classes are not good. What site is showing you that they are? Everyone I see has them at the bottom of the SEC the past two years. He's How can you c- compete in the SEC year. with those classes? That's from the 314.
3: They had the number 19 class in the country three years ago and number 12 class in the country two years ago. And those are the classes I'm talking about. The number 19 class had 23 guys and 16 of them aren't even here anymore and only three of them are starting. So that's no longer the number 19 class. That's not a top 20 recruiting class. It doesn't count anymore. Uh, The number 12 class, I'd have to look. I mean, I know that's the class Burton was in. so, So some of those guys are probably playing. Some of them probably aren't quite on the field yet. But... Again, the point is, if you are bringing those, like all we heard for two years was the talent on this roster is just not good enough. The last guy didn't leave them enough, all that. Okay, so you've got all these guys. Where are they? And I, I know that people will say, well, you can't expect guys to play in the first or second year. Well, you can't if what you're taking over is good. But if all we hear is what you took over isn't good enough, then why can't those guys get on the field? You know, um, like uh, Cody Schrader and Nate Pete have have been solid. They've been fine. But DeVore Jones hasn't seen the field yet. Uh, Jamal Roberts hasn't seen the field yet. You know, the, the wide receivers, they basically played four wide receivers last week. Dennis Jackson got, I think, 11 snaps. You know, um, haven't seen any of those guys. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue much with the defense because I think the defense is good. But again, it's uh, it's a lot, it's been done a lot with transfers. You know, and so if the recruiting class, it, you, it can't just be one or the other. The the popular sentiment from fans these days is high school recruiting doesn't matter. It's all about the portal. Well, if you do high school recruiting well, it doesn't have to be all about the portal. Good teams are doing both. Good teams have good high school classes that they evaluate and develop well, and then they plug in a handful of holes through the portal. They're not out there taking 12 to 14 guys every year, and I've been concerned about it for two years, and it's kind of starting to show up, I think.
0: Uh, The gentleman who asked about the recruiting says Rivals 2023 class was number 33, not number 12, LOL. Doug, you like the LOL? No,
3: I don't think it was necessary. and I never said last year was number twelve. I, I, I I'm sure that most of your listeners are good listeners, mm. um, and, <laughs> no, and understand have. words yeah. that are said. I'm not sure that particular guy can.
2: Mm. So how was how was your little broadcast after the game? Did that go well? I was
0: watching Colonel. I saw they a number
2: of our well. listeners
0: were active in your chat.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. Was, I, you know, here was the difference between this week and some other some other games that maybe haven't gone as well. Like this was the first time in Eli's career that I feel like there wasn't much pushback to the negativity. There weren't very many people at all trying to find a reason or a way to spin this. Even the, even those who are, you know, um, honorary members of of his agency, I think uh, were, worried after Saturday and and that's I I mean that felt like a that felt like an if this ends up not working out like that might be a night we look back and go that was kind of when we started to see it you know I mean I I remember writing that about a a game Barry Odom coach I I don't even remember at this point which one it was I think it might have been that disastrous Kentucky loss at home but I said look this game's not going to get him fired but if it happens in a year or two, this is a game you're going to look back at and say there were some signs there, right? And, and so that's why this week is so big, because the approval rating is the lowest it's been in three and a half years. Fair or not, it just is. Um, there, Even the people who have been just relentlessly, blindly hopeful, some doubts crept in here in the last four days.
1: And everything's still on the table, though. I mean, we Tim, Tim's talked yeah. about it for three months. This was the game that's going to define their season, and it's still there. They're 2-0. and I mean, it's on the table. Uh, Gabe, I got a quick one for you. Is, is the most likely change on the offense, it's got to be tight end, right? Do you see Brett Northfleet starting next week? Well,
3: I mean, I don't I, – I think it should happen. I mean, you know, we've seen 15 games of, of Tyler Stevens and – you know, Ryan Horskamp, Max Weisner, and uh, like, it hasn't been good enough. So that that's kind of where I'm at on the whole philosophy. My philosophy is if the guys out there aren't getting it done, then go ahead and take a look at the potential upside of these other guys. Like maybe Brett Northleet is not ready to play 50 snaps in in a game against the defending big 12 champ. But like, give them a shot. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Jordan Harris. I'd like to see some of these other guys, just because what you're doing isn't particularly working, so you shouldn't just continue to do it.
1: And then I guess one bright spot um, on the defensive side, we back-to-back weeks have have newer names, and Niles Gaddy and uh, and Johnny Walker. I mean, both those guys performed fairly well. Would you agree? Yeah, they
3: played well. Defense has has been good. I mean, they gave up Less than 300 yards in both games. They've given up 29 points, but really nine of them have been straight on the offense, the 29-yard drive and then the safety. Um, So they've been plenty good. Uh, You know, a little bit of concern last week, just not quite being able to get off the field on third and fourth down. I I looked it up this morning. Middle Tennessee, I think, had something like 65 plays and 285 yards, and 39 of the plays and 250-some-odd of the yards were on three drives. So the other seven drives gained 15 yards or fewer. Um, but there were a couple there where, you know, I think they ended up 9 of 18 on third down, 2 of 3 on fourth. So minor things. They don't have a takeaway. But, again, like I've been saying for a year and a half now, it's unfair to ask one side of the ball to be perfect. Mm-hmm.
0: Colonel, I, I want to do a, a some somewhat of a deep dive on Sam Horn. I mean, this this time last year I felt like the conversation was – well, Sam Horn will come in, and he's the guy. And Eli Drinkwitz, essentially, his future is going to be tied to Sam Horn. You've covered in depth uh, the quarterback competition that wasn't. What what's happened there? I saw Chase Daniel appearing on was it the SEC Network? James, is that where he was? Yeah, he, I think was it was the morning a, show. He's he's now in broadcasting, and he you know he was around the team and he was around camp, and he he made it sound like it was crystal clear that Brady Cook was the guy, and it really wasn't much of a debate. And I'm just curious, and I know you you get to see you know maybe like five minutes more of practice than than everybody else in the world, so it's not like you're seeing everything. But I know you also have sources that can give you uh, some indication of what's going on. What happened with Sam Horn?
3: Well, I, I think last year just was you know he didn't get to campus till June because he played a senior year of baseball, and it, it's just. It's way too soon, and there was there was no way he was ready last year. Now, the hope was that the offseason and everything, he, he would be this year. Mike. I mean, there were definitely people around that program who wanted Sam Horn to come take this job, and it didn't happen. And so going into the season, the question was, is Brady Cook the starter because Brady Cook has gotten a lot better, which he needed to get better. Like last, The bar was they need a better quarterback than Brady Cook was last year. If that's Brady Cook, again, fine as long as he's better than he was last year? Or is it Brady Cook won this job because Jake Garcia came in and wasn't as good as they hoped, and Sam Horn hasn't developed the way they've hoped? I mean, the first two games, Brady looks pretty much like the quarterback he was for the second half of last season, which is, you know, we talked last week, which was Alex Smith-like. Like, Like, he he can get you down the field. He's going to win some games. Um, But... Like, if you're looking for ceiling, not a lot of people think there's one there, you know, or a very high one. Um, and so, again, people would – there's a lot, of, a lot of fans, obviously, but there's more than fans. There's people who would love Sam Horn to remove the choice from their hands, basically demand to be played by what they see day-to-day, and that hasn't happened.
2: From what I understand, he is a legitimate baseball prospect – that yeah. will get drafted. Yeah. Is is there any risk that sitting around on the bench in football, he'll just say, screw yep. it. I may as well concentrate on baseball.
3: Absolute risk. No question. Now he is getting paid nicely for being a football player here. Um, I don't know that that money would be there for being a baseball player, but you know, he could go play a year and a half of baseball and, and go into the major league baseball draft and probably be a pretty high pick if he stays healthy for the next year and a half. So yeah, it's a concern. I mean, Look at the end of the year. There's, there's a decent chance that out of Cook, Horn, and Garcia, two of them leave. That's mm-hmm. what quarterback is these days. I remember saying at the end of you know at the end of the year two years ago, I said you're definitely losing one of Basilac, Cook, or Macon, and, and you very well might lose two of them. And that's what ended up. That's just the nature of the position these days. I mean, if like the flip side is if if Sam Horn does end up starting and playing, then. Brady Cook lost the job, and Brady Cook's going to graduate in December, and he'll probably grab transfer. I mean, I don't see a situation where both of those guys are back. Uh, There's been some talk that Jake Garcia is going to graduate in three years. He could graduate in May. And, I mean, at this point, he's the third stringer. He may go look for another place, too. And you just got to go out and find another one. Uh,
0: Colonel uh, Gerard Hamilton, victory lap, (laughs) stunning.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, I mean, hey, predictions are like I, – I don't – it's real interesting that people get mad about predictions and say, <laughs> well, that's a stupid prediction. We don't know, guys. If we knew we'd live in Vegas, and we'd all be rich. Um, we take our best guesses, and sometimes you're right and sometimes you're wrong. But, it, like, insulting someone for a prediction they make or just, well, obviously that guy doesn't pay any attention to our team or he'd never say that. Well, you know what? Sometimes they end up being right.
0: Yeah, Gerard said 2017 Missouri over Middle Tennessee State on uh, Power Mizzou, and uh, caught a lot of hell. He wasn't close, was he? Was he it? wasn't, because yeah, <laughs> no. they got 23. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm 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 monitoring his prediction. Like he's Billy Walters this week. I can't wait to. Yeah, I told him that's
3: his job now, man. He's
0: he's the handicapper. Yep, he's a tout now for Power Mizzou. Mm -hmm. Uh, Colonel, always enjoy the conversation and uh, looking forward to talking it over on Friday on 101 ESPN as we get ready for the 11 o'clock start. We'll find out about the Memphis kickoff time here in St. Louis today around 11 or 1130. Uh, I saw that was uh, tweeted out by the SEC.
3: Yeah, something like that. Somewhere between eleven and twelve, they usually let everybody know. Can you make a prediction on the game time,
0: and then also, Doug, I know is going to ask about uniforms.
3: Yeah, I cannot make a prediction on the game time, and I did not hear your second question. My connection's <laughs> gone <laughs> out. I don't. I think thought the
2: white talk. helmets missed the mark. I didn't like them.
3: <laughs> Probably why they played like not very well. Yeah, <laughs> <good> contributing factor. <laughs> Thank you, Colonel. Yeah. For sure. All right, guys.
0: Is All right, Dave Yarvin. He brought the post-game show back on Saturday Mm -hmm. night, and uh, apparently
1: it's a big hit. No callers though. That's disgusting. I know. I need need the callers. (laughs) About six beers deep, drunk, drunk, drunk.
0: angry Mizzou fan on the phone is the best. (laughs) Oh my goodness! So there it is. Colonel sounds like he likes it.
2: I'm still amazed why, especially with no pro football team on this end of the state, why Mizzou doesn't get better support from the fan base than it does. Why 57,000 is considered, oh, it's a great turnout. For Middle Tennessee? But virtually every other big-time team you watch on TV, the the stadium's full.
0: You have either one of two things or both going on with those programs. Number one, they don't have any professional teams in the state. Or number two, they have one Historically, and therefore, they are just part of the fabric of the culture. And unfortunately, for Missouri, they don't have either one. I still think it can happen. Uh, I was talking to Gabe on Friday when he was on his way to St. Louis to hang out with John Daly for what was apparently four seconds of magic. And he said that uh, he thinks it's misguided for people to think that now that the Rams left St. Louis, that all of a sudden people are going to become Mizzou fans in St. Louis because they're looking for a football team. And I understand where he's coming from on that. I just have thought that Missouri's missed the mark on, on marketing in St. Louis. But at the same time, as Carrie Davis from 101 ESPN said, you you market by winning. And, you know, the, the winning hasn't been there over the last eight years for sure. And it, it, uh, it's only had flickers of championship potential yeah. it's uh, a, a couple times.
2: It seems to me all other sports in Missouri, except for maybe the Kansas City Royals, are supported in a big way. The Cardinals, the Blues, City, the the Chiefs. I mean, fan support is huge for everything except Mizzou. And it's, you know, if you live in St. Charles County or something where a whole lot of people do it, it's not much more than an hour drive away. And yet still, there's just a lot of people that, that don't even consider that as, let's spend our Saturday at Mizzou and then drive back home.
1: I mean, w- when the team's going and it's a nice... Uh, weather event like it was these last two weeks. I mean, it, I, I thoroughly enjoy yeah, it. It's one of my favorite things to yeah, do. It's a great way to spend. But a you made this point before. It's just a little too far. You know, if it was 45 minutes an hour for everybody for the majority of the state, yeah. I, I I think it would be a more uh, a likely endeavor for people to go down. But probably. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, for for them to, for them to sell out K State, they'll probably sell out LSU. And then they, they darn near sold out against Middle Tennessee. I mean, I don't think fans are the issue right now at all. And, in fact, I mean, my gosh, they are just on the, on the precipice of just exploding if they can give them any inkling of an offense to get excited about. And I mean, Gabe brought it up. That first drive, that pass to Luther Burden was kind of their yeah, offense I'll, in a nutshell. You
0: know, it, it, that's the thing. I, I thought if this thing was going to go south, it would go south on the 16th. Yeah. This Saturday for the season. And and already they haven't even gotten to play anybody of, of note and people are already going, Oh God, they suck. You know, and that's a problem. What's happened over the last few years is they already people already have mindset, oh, they suck in September. And that's why I was high on this year. A the returning starters. B the schedule would put them in a spot where I thought worst case scenario was four and one. And now I think there is a chance now listen there's still a chance they're 5 and 0 uh but there is a chance that they're 3 and 2 i suppose 2 and 3 you have to say it's live it's a lot more live in my mind now than it was going into saturday i don't necessarily consider it a likelihood but 2 and 3 uh would strike me as more likely if you're allocating probabilities than 5 and 0 4 and 1 you still have it but that's the thing when people would ask before the season you know if they win 6 games but he's got winery and wingo and I go it's not about the wins it's about how you go about winning and also how you go about losing that's college football you know if you were in college football and you were the New York Giants this morning you'd be going oh my god we're done for the season New York Giants win next week they're one and one and they're a game behind the Cowboys in, in the NFC East with a chance to play them again in college football so much of it is optics, and I don't really know why that is the way that it is. I just know that that is the way that it is, probably because rankings play a role in determining who gets to play for championships less so now than 25 years ago when it would be number one versus number two. But the optics on this team at the moment offensively are, you know, super concerning, and I just don't understand. I I feel like it doesn't – I mean, Gabe touched on it on a little bit, but you're talking about a guy who was hyped up, and the reason why the curators went out and found him is the second option. He wasn't the first oh, yeah. option. I know you know that. Absolutely. But I don't think most people listening to this know that. It was going to be Blake Anderson. That was going to be the head coach from Arkansas State. The curators said that's not good enough. They sent out a second uh, trip. One guy goes to meet with uh and he was the second choice. So... And, and, oh, they hyped him up as a 36-year-old offensive genius.
2: Funderkind.
0: And a great recruiter. And you see what the offense is at the moment in year four. And he's got Barry Odom's recruit at quarterback. And he's got an offense that put up 23 points against Middle Tennessee State and 35 points against South Dakota. I mean, that is, that's damning. Is it possible? But they win on Saturday and all of this is forgotten. Yeah, Mizzou is such a
2: a strong academic university. Basically, the Ivy League of Boone
1: County. That's what most people say. Is sure. it possible nice. that
2: so many of the scholars on the team are so engrossed in their coursework and
1: their lab work that
2: they just don't have time to learn
1: the offensive playbook? Yeah, that's what they're saying about the offensive line. Nice. Yeah. yeah, just uh, macroeconomics. they they're oh, guns and butter. Yeah, it takes <laughs> some time. Yeah, I I, I think. Uh, I would expect there's a lot more designed runs for Brady Cook on Saturday because they've been trying new things, trying these new explosive plays they've mm-hmm. been working on in practice. They're not working. You got to win this game. Play to his strengths. The guys, he's got better than average wheels run some options, get them out, moving around. And, and if there's a big play downfield wide open like they had with uh, with Nathaniel Pete, you're obviously going to take that. But I, I just expect that you're going to see a lot more design runs from Brady Cook on Saturday. They need to yeah. win. I mean, all everything, you unleash everything on this game on Saturday.
2: That's been about their best offensive play yeah, for absolutely. a couple of years now.
1: Yeah, and the back half of last year, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, his wheels were a huge weapon for him. And still, knock on wood, he has not turned the ball over, what, eight or nine games? Uh, Doug Jenny Tellia,
0: um, who is hotty toddy, good God almighty, just for the record, says, why would people just be Mizzou fans for the hell of it? It's a boring place, a boring school, and a boring football program. Go to any other SEC school for game day. Mizzou's boring, insular, and cringe. That's from Jenny Tellia. Now, Jenny Tellia again, hotty toddy, good God almighty, but still.
2: It's not a boring town. It's not a boring place
1: to watch a game. That's a bad take, Jackson? One of the worst I've ever heard. Wow! Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I've been to a lot of these SEC schools, and they're phenomenal atmospheres. But Hale State, Mizzou, <laughs> except for yeah, but but Mizzou on a, on a big game day, you know, back when they were humming, it's as good as any atmosphere you can find. Mm. I mean, the setup is perfect uh, around the stadium. So I yeah, I, I don't I don't go with that take. Although I do agree with the the very boring product they put out on the field the last few years. Yeah. Well, well we like I will out. bet
0: the drink will run the old Statue of Liberty play this Saturday it's from I Professor Roy Hinkley. That's any, that's any creativity,
4: that's when you're reaching. <laughs> yes. for a job. I've thought,
2: it, I've thought for years. Offensive football in general is way too conservative. There's so many things you could do. Laterals and option passes, but that they rarely do any of it. Not
1: just Missouri, but anybody. I'm with you, and I think you just got to play to your quarterback's strengths. And and downfield passing clearly is not it. And especially against, I would assume, I haven't broken the tape down, but I assume K-State's got a pretty formidable defense, and they need to get creative and get him out in motion and on the run. Doug, uh,
0: K-State has been put to the test. They took on Troy and Semo, so this is a team that's battle tested.
2: Right. Scheduled. They had to pull all their their playbook. yeah. Yeah. That's what I hate about college football. The one thing I really hate is those games that are meaningless.
0: You're didn't, meaningless.
2: Didn't uh, Oregon run up 80 points on somebody? <laughs>
4: 81.
1: Yeah. But, but see, there's, this there's is not the spirit of uh, so. there's a, But there's one, a good like scenario.
2: 79
4: to nothing.
1: Is, is Utah, you know, runs Florida off the field in week one and then goes to Baylor who lost at Wyoming. Not an ideal didn't lost to Wyoming, mm-hmm. Texas, Texas Tech. Oh, Texas Tech. My my. Who did Baylor host this past week? Utah. Texas State. Utah. That's yeah. what it was. Yes. and and, and, should, and
0: were robbed on a pass interference call. I mean, oh, it was so. Blatant. Did you see it? It was so blatant. I like, would be beside
1: myself. He
4: was hanging on the on dude. That. Oh my god.
1: Who did Baylor lose to in week one? Oh, Texas, Texas, State. State. Texas Thank State. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And so, but the, but you know. the these are college kids. It's a week-by-week thing. It wouldn't surprise me at all if this game was competitive, but it also wouldn't surprise me if K-State mops the floor. I mean, that's why we're going to watch the game. I don't know what to expect, but I'll be there and – Maybe you can watch uniform. the
2: game. Some of us still can't watch it.
1: <laughs> You're going to be able to watch it by Saturday. I'm confident. God,
0: I hope. Uh, hey guys, when Drink keeps the K-State game within three touchdowns and takes a timeout <laughs> late in the game to kick <laughs> a field goal, what type of cigar do you think he breaks out <laughs> for his post-game presser? That's from Big Tough. That puck. might be. Oh, the that moment seems like look that's right, right. I think
4: you got to go with the Cuban cover. I think if he covers, I <laughs> think Cuban. I think he light up a Cuban. That's now. a great point.
0: Uh Drink is saving his best strategies for the big boys. Herdy is renting a concrete truck for the Memphis game. Oh, <laughs> really? You will see. Can
4: you imagine him pulling up and just get the working man truck there at the Hulk dome? Walking
0: through the air uh, horn right outside uh, the dome. Being a St. Louis University grad, I'm not a dumb ozier whose happiness <laughs> depends on the outcomes of a D-tier football program what is d tier i guess I like know. grade d uh fight billiken thanks that's from cresswood coyote oh yeah no i played See, that's with his dad. that's the thing about the and we talked about this when we were playing golf a couple weeks ago james in arkansas in alabama in louisiana in georgia in south carolina in northern florida but a lot of Good students from South Florida go up to Gainesville. Gainesville's a good school. And obviously in Tennessee, you didn't have to go to the school to be a fan of the team. And I think one of the things that goes on in St. Louis is if you didn't go to Missouri, then you either don't care or you don't like Missouri. And that's one of the things that stands out to me as a different part of the DNA of Missouri versus most of their competition in the SEC.
1: Yeah, so in hindsight, maybe not the best advertising campaign on my behalf. <laughs> uh, well, I, I thought there was a hunger out there for, for, uh, for Mizzou they to take on off. on Saturday, oh, yeah. and, and then yeah. there's a hell of an atmosphere against
0: that Southern Bell uh, on October 7th, and maybe Kentucky. I mean, who knows? Again, I mean, they did win. It's, it's concerning, absolutely, but they did win. Now they lose, and you go, oh, my God. But they did win. I'm not. And again, I'm not saying any win's a good win. I don't. I don't subscribe to that. But you know, it. it they are two and zero, and so therefore, you know, you beat K State, and the whole it just doesn't feel like it's close. The thing I keep hammering is the spread is so strange to me that I like that. But again, I thought the spread was strange for Colorado, Nebraska, and then as, as kickoff came, I go, I got a financial responsibility to my family to bet more on Colorado than I was. 'Cause it's just I just don't see Nebraska being able to hang with their their speed and their offense. Um so I so I did. But uh NFL, the weird games go the other way. Cleveland was only a one and a half point underdog against the Bengals. I bet a lot of people lost money on the Bengals. The Vikings and you were only like a four point, five point favorite against Baker Mayfield. Yeah. The Buccaneers win that game. And I thought the Bears would be much more competitive against, you know, Jordan Love's. The, the the football nerds are high on the Packers, but at the same time, the football nerds were high on the Steelers too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah they're, they're off kind of like both terrible. ways.
4: The Bears actually may lock themselves into a Marvin Harrison Jr. or a Caleb Williams. They may not you think have they, have they to, might be that bad. They may not have to force themselves to have to pay Justin Fields because they're in a situation now to where like you need a everybody needs a franchise quarterback. They're bad. They're they may not be Panther bad, but you're talking really bad. Their offense is awful. I watched that entirety of that game, and I kind of felt bad. I love beating up on the bear, but like (laughs) you want the rivalry to be not as one-sided. It's embarrassing, but I would hate to be a fan of that fan or about
0: Team. Uh, Doug, This is another stereotype about Mizzou grads. It's very unfortunate. <laughs> Will all of the local Edward Jones and Enterprise offices be closed next Monday so that their fans can mourn the K-State ass
2: whooping? <laughs> Those are two fantastic that the grad go That's, that's, that's from Arbor Day. If they're lucky, they do. That's from
0: Arbor Day, and that's just an unfortunate comment. Uh, and that's uh, that's that's from Marbury Day. He also says Mizzou schadenfreude is the pumpkin spice latte of fall college sports. Oh. Pops up in early September and everyone is ready to move on by Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> well, there could be some truth to that. Man, nah,
4: that sounds like a <laughs>
0: It's just a different you know. thing. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. if you're in whether you're in southeast Arkansas as far as you can be from Fayetteville yeah. in that state, Uh, you're cheering for the Razorbacks. And if you're, you know, I mean, I realize Mississippi has two different schools. I would gather they're mostly Ole Miss fans, but honestly, I don't know. I know Ole Miss has a big out-of-state contingent. I can't imagine Mississippi State does. Uh, Same thing with Alabama. You're either one or the other. South Carolina, you're either one or the other, except one is in the SEC and one's in the ACC, at least for the time being. It's just a different deal, and that's not what Missouri is. And Kansas City had K-State, KU, Missouri, and even Nebraska. And Gabe said Iowa State had a lot of alumni in Kansas City, and they're all in the same conference at the time, Big 8 or Big 12. just hasn't been that way in St. Louis.
1: I mean, most of us growing up didn't have a professional basketball team to cheer for in this area, right? And so that's what – college basketball was great in the 90s, and Mizzou was usually competitive. And that's what mm-hmm. – I, I didn't have parents that went to Mizzou, and that's why I started following Mizzou. It was because I was just in love with college basketball, and that was the state team. And I guess most people don't share that same sentiment. So, I mean, that's I, – I, that, that was the only basketball team around, just like now is the only football team around. I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not a Chiefs fan. I like Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey and all those guys, but the Clark Hunt thing, I think we all can agree, is, is a little – I can't get my heart behind it and cheer for the Chiefs. So this is – the football team I have now because the Rams were, you know, ripped away. So I I, I would I would be err on Tim's side that if they can get a consistent competitive product, not win nattys every year but get consistently competitive and exciting, I think there is an appetite for SEC football because I think it's the best product out there. Like where Pinkle had the team. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's enough. Yeah, 2015 was the, the, this This is probably as bad as the 2015 offense was. I mean, the 2015 offense was atrocious. Defense, very solid. They were selling out those stadiums because of what the pedigree he had built up yeah. leading leading yeah. into that season. Uh, James, always appreciate it and thank you for the sponsorship All right, thanks, of Colonel. The there he is, James thanks, Carlton. James. He's my
0: insurance agent. He's insurance agent. Carlton insurance.net james carlton carlton state farm insurance agency edf is our engineer design facilities moving forward as the edf group the most experienced data center and critical facilities service provider in the st louis market check out the newly revamped website the edf group.com and take a look at each of the three divisions they have to offer edf group is your one throat to choke for all your critical facilities data center commercial fire alarm and electrical and IT infrastructure needs to contact the EDF Group. Email fire at the EDF Group.com. Experience the EDF Group difference and learn more at the edfgroup.com. That was Engineer Design Facilities. Now it is the EDFgroup.com. Send your emails in for the design air heating and cooling email today. It's going to come your way in a matter of moments. Then Jackson and I are going to go down the hallway. Yeah, you know, we'll deal with it. It's not pretty, though, is it? No, it's, it's really not. It will not be pretty. Uh, not happy with my mom for going to St. Mary's, uh, which, uh, when Notre Dame was not co-ed, that's where she went to school, and then my dad being a Subway alumni, and then I just in passing mentioned that I was Catholic, and it just didn't play well. Uh, they were not happy about that on Friday. Uh Jackson That's you're
2: Catholic? Yep.
0: Jackson will occasionally experience some fun with religious thoughts. Uh, so we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure it out what it is today. But I just know (laughs) they won't be happy. Uh, Mentality. Check out Mentality today at LowTUSA.com. Go to LowTUSA.com. FDA-approved testosterone treatment. Board-certified physicians who work with most insurance. If you're dealing with low energy, low motivation, weight gain, or muscle loss, fatigue, tired all the time, feeling anxious, feeling moody, these are symptoms of low testosterone. Well, Mentality is a local health care facility specifically dedicated to helping men feel and perform. At their very best. Even if you've tried testosterone before, not everyone understands the blood chemistry in men's bodies. Mantality can help. The normal range for testosterone is large. If you've been to a doctor and they told you that you were normal without understanding the range or testing your free testosterone, it was not fully looked at. Come get checked with Mantality. Testosterone therapy helps men regain normal function and restores the ability to perform normally at all levels. It's mentality. Go to LowTUSA.com. And while you're there, you should probably spend some time to... Think about it. Sign up for the TMA Hit and Giggle. It's coming up in less than a month, and it's at Family Golf, brought to you by Michelob Ultra, benefiting the Megan Meyer Foundation. It's Friday, October 6th at Family Golf and Learning Center. Your $55 ticket includes nine holes, beer from Michelob Ultra, and lunch or dinner. It's tmastl.com. That's also where you can register for the Milagro Tequila listener of the the month and uh that's what we've got iggy out today as he is at the megan meyer foundation golf tournament should have beautiful weather for that jackson and i'll be ball striking with matt Blassey doug he won the competition classy Matty Blassey. that's correct uh so we'll be out there ball striking i think it's a shamble for matt jackson i like that a lot so we can't necessarily set totals for our scores i don't think in a shamble
5: yeah it'd be too difficult um, either way, I take the over on me every day of the week.
0: Wow, what's going on with the confidence? Oh, this no. is a guy fresh off a hole in one.
5: Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. What's not... happening? Tiger win has got him down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the reason. No, I don't know. I don't know what the uh, reasoning is. I just know that I don't have that uh, same fire I had earlier this summer. But I'll be, I, you know, every day, every round's a mixed bag. Maybe he'll bounce back. Can't rule it out. I won't. No, nice. You shouldn't. Anytime you can get out there and play is just a, a blessing. Mm-hmm. So that's what I say.
0: All
5: right. Played on Friday, the weather couldn't. Like, we should put a little
0: sign her. outside of our cart today that says anytime you get out here and play, it's a blessing.
5: I think <laughs> uh, I think that people would like that. I, I think, think they're they receptive. Would. Yeah. They'd be like, I agree. And then move on with their day.
2: Well, hopefully this classy Matty Blassie can hit the ball.
5: Yeah, maybe he'll be our, our A player. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm trying to dial in for Friday against the Warson Woods Wacko. Yeah, understandable. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Are you gonna to come to watch it? No, uh-uh.
2: no plans. Didn't for
0: sound that. like you're thinking about it. No, either. I'm not really thinking. it. Is that because you're getting to Columbia early to tailgate? That's nice. it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going down there this Friday or Saturday, Jackson? Hoping to. Ooh, fight Tiger.
5: Hoping to. It's a Jewish holiday, but I think I can. I uh, think I can. Missed that. My parents are out of town, anyways. Shout out to my dad. Seventy years old today. 70, How about that? Oh. With a wonderful head of hair, too. World does class really? head of hair. Yeah, it's frustrating that I think the old recessive gene. Yeah, but you're gene. doing you're doing fine now. Now that you wear the Darth Vader helmet. Right. Yeah. I I, I breathe like him too, and I'm wearing that thing. Oh, it makes you breathe heavy. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It does. No. No. That'd and you wore hard. it to the game at Faro Field. I thought it would have been too much, but the uh, security guards were cool with it, so. Might as well, if I'm going to be here watching this crumb bum team, might as well get some hair back. I like that. Gosh.
0: Doug Blassie is a good ball striker, confirmed. Good guy, too. All right, I guess we got an A player today. Hell yeah. We could be a dangerous force out there. He has to be related to Freddie Blassie,
2: right? How many Blassies (laughs) have you met? Six.
5: Six.
2: I think he is.
5: I don't want to show my ignorance, but who's Freddie Blassie? Oh. Uh, like nice show prep. Ass. Did he play for the Blues or something? Very
2: famous <laughs> professional wrestler
5: and a, oh. ma- and a manager. And he was a wonderful manager. And He yeah. had a stick, didn't he? Well, well, he he like did. He cane. hit people with it. He <laughs> hit people with it. The first picture is him topless. Because uh, he was a wrestler. He looks like Alec Baldwin. Wow. Sharp-looking cat. At least in this picture. He's got a nice head of hair. Silver fox.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, he was around a long time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the design air, heating, and cooling. Email of the day. Napoleon McCallum nicks his knee and quits the game. Stop it. Tim would have played that night and put 35 points on the other team. OMG, my weekend was so crazy. Thanks for asking. I shaved my love region with the intent of having sex with whatever Guns N' Roses ticket winner sat down beside me. So there I was, a pack of rubber johnnies, handcuffs, lubes, and hornier and hornier than though attitude. Doug? I didn't understand any of it. So I pulled an audible and headed to Columbia. I've been around the block more than a few times, so I know the hottest hookups are in the alumni section. And the one I found while he played the game, well, broadcast journalism (laughs) half-shirt? Half-shirt? That's what they're wearing now in the broadcasting sequence? Uh, A pink bow in his hair to make him look innocent, (laughs) lace gloves to make him look naughty, (laughs) and the tightest pair of khakis Sunset Hills money could buy. As I sat down next to him, I did the proper thing and said, Hi, my name is Hugh. His response, government names aren't necessary. Just call me George. No. George Michaels, because I want your sex. Ah. And with that, he wrapped his now unclothed legs around my neck and pulled me in. Oh. You know what I want? So now start licking around my navel ring. What? <laughs> I'm no slouch when it comes to oral. So within one minute, he was... But spattering the crowd? Be spattering's like, not a word. Like an out-of-control fire hose. That's from Hugh, and then the last name is Jazz. Hugh. Jazz. He's new. Kiddos, sup? What an odd little presentation this morning. For once, the show is not derailed for look at me, look at me. But in all honesty, it felt a little empty without Grandpa Paul Mall. Since he's gone, most of my email material is too. So I'll just switch gears and say, Doug is such a beautiful piece of man pie. Mm. Slice me off a slab and let me eat. Oh. Praises to Tim, fist bumps to Rick, and tokes to Plow. Cuck it, suck it, flock it, flocky the Smurf. Oh. Flocky the Smurf. I consumed him. His hole, I mean. Come on. The delectable waste truffle that popped into my oral orifice was bursting with flavor from the fermented broccoli cabbage I served him in my undies. I'll say waste truffle. He was truffle. pleased, as was I. I'm looking forward to our next rendezvous. I'm seeing prostate juice into my taut diaper.
2: Oh, God.
5: From Danny Tanner. Oh, God, just horrible. I, I, you see, in all fairness, I would have never let that one through because it's like it's jumping the shark. Yeah. But uh, there is a direct correlation to Ken's. Uh, yeah, it's the know. people's material. Right. Like if he's not here, there's a direct correlation with the emails.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people's material. Poor email, my Danny Tanner. Times are tough. So tough, in fact, that Scooter, my father-in-law, had to move in with us. In an effort to really save money, we've cut down on the water bill by showering together. No. I know you're going to say something off-color about how it's wrong for a man to shower with his wife's dad and how I shouldn't wash his wrinkly old skin. (sighs) I hear you. I really do. But how else am I supposed to save money? And if it's so wrong to help a grown man wash his saggy triceps, explain to me why his soapy flab feels so good in my palms.
2: (laughs) In your palms?
0: Explain why I only feel happy when his luscious elderly bush accidentally brushes up against my leg oh go ahead and try to convince me that showering with my father-in-law isn't worth it news flash the savings is worth it because the water bill was six dollars lower this month i bet you feel pretty foolish now don't you if there's one drawback it's that he insists on sharing a towel too it recently dawned on me that sometimes I draw my face, dry my face with the same towel that Scooter uses to dry his dank wrinkle. Oh! But living on a budget isn't easy. Oh. <laughs> it's in the JV Golf Coach. Doug, and that's what we have. JV designer, Golf air. Coach. Pretty good. Heating and cooling email, email, email. Very good. You're right, Plowhawk. JV oh, Golf Coach good. had a
2: nice money-saving tip.
0: <laughs> he did.
2: But I'm still going to go with Hugh Jazz. That's I great. thought he had the funniest email.
5: Uh, Jackson. I've Oh, I'm going to go with the JV golf
0: coach. JV golf coach is shipped. His gonna email of the day. Congratulations to the JV golf coach. You have won and now have three wins on the month of September. Well, switch over your YouTube channel to 101 ESPN and you get a chance to talk it over. Uh, they're not happy in there, but, uh, you know, maybe they'll be happy because the blue season's coming up.
2: Well, yeah, that will make people smile. That's not so far away, is it?
0: No. Here comes Capaclos, Here comes Capaclos, right down Capaclos Way, and then the opener is in 28 days. Is that right, Peter?
2: Is it that fo- that close? Wow. Yeah, they don't they don't practice. They don't screw around with a lot of training they, camp. They, they move on. They they had the first day, and then like the next afternoon,
0: they're, they're <laughs> playing the plane, an exhibition plane, game. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I like that. The boys will be out there uh, soon.
5: And uh, they'll be skating. Also, also uh, Skateway hmm. skate. Oh, what do we got? Uh, Disney Charter and carriage dispute.
0: <gasps> right on oh, time. It was your source, Plowhawk
5: Richard Fleshlight. Was that what his name Fleshlight,
4: was? Fleshlight, yeah. <laughs> what a what a solid source. I'm getting
5: this from the Wall Street Journal. Okay. Yeah, but well, Richard Fleshlight. Yeah. Right. Well, I a think if they don't source Fleshlight, then I'm going to be upset. Thank you.
0: So, what do we got? What's the news? Doug's going to be thrilled. Uh, you I can don't like bills and
5: jets. All oh, I can read you is a headline because I am not a subscriber to the Wall Street Journal. But yep. Disney Charter. Uh, end Carrier's Dispute, restoring ESPN, ABC to 15 million users. Deal involving 15 million households come hours before the first Monday Night Football of the NFL. Yeah. There, there you,
0: that you go. go. There you go. But I got a—no uh, surprise here. I am a Wall Street Journal subscriber. Uh, we will—oh, uh, the, the update. It literally just happened three minutes ago. I'm trying to uh, see—both stocks are up this morning, uh, but I'm trying to see who caved. Somebody had to Well, cave. we'll
2: know when we see if our cable bill goes up or not. Yeah. It'll go up
0: anyways. That is true. <laughs> 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 both, both statements. Everything true. goes up. Uh, time for us to shut it down. Uh, Jackson and I are going to deal with the situation down the hallway for the Plowhawk, for uh, Action Jackson, for Ken Strode, who's on vacation today, for my brother Kevin, for Douglas Elvin Vaughn, up to McCurney. This is Ben. Brian Kelly.